Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world first all in one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color coded sound effect pads, four high power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com. Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box, and now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. Brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. Here, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Alright, we are here. It is week 9 and we look to see what the aftermath is of the ticket which teams are going to come out of that ticket stronger, which teams are going to be weaker, which teams feel like it is all over. And I think there's a number of teams that, honestly, their season's done, one of which takes place in this first game of the week and of the night. You have Kingsguard Gaming taking on Knicks Gaming. Now, while the Knicks did have a, an attempt at a Cinderella story, it was not meant to be in the ticket. They sit here with just two wins on the season. Going up against a Kingsguard gaming team that could be right for the taking, at least in terms of how they've played recently, on a two-game losing streak. Now, for the first three quarters, it was a good back and forth. So much so that we had a tie game 43 going into the fourth. Now, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was more of the same until we saw a difference. 
Kingsguard looked like the better team in the second half of that fourth quarter, while the Knicks just didn't have anything left. It was almost like they ran out of gas. Offensively, especially where they just hit a wall. Under three minutes to go, sitting in the fourth quarter, and just like that, Kings have an eight-point lead. That was actually the largest lead that they had had at any point during the game, and ultimately, they never let it get closer than a two-possession game, and that is all she wrote. Final score, 66-53. to Ends up being a, a pretty... I would say the game is definitely closer than the score shows. 66 again, 53 is your final. Some crazy stats from this game. 44 combined threes for the two teams. Something you do not normally see. And how about this? For Kingsguard, 14 of 21 from the three-point line. That's fantastic. Now, you start off with the Knicks. We talked about how it was 44 total, and the Knicks played really well and shot really well early on, but they struggled to finish off this game, and in the end, really shot a, a, a pretty poor 9 of 23 from the three-point line. Again, if they had kept up that consistency, if they were able to hit shots through all, all the minutes, you know, you had a good three quarters or three and a half quarters, but unfortunately, it was not meant to be when it was all said and done. But again, very good effort from both teams. Taking a look at the box score, we give the player of the game for Kingsguard Gaming. I think it's a no-brainer. Worthing Colt, 12 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, just one foul, but unfortunately, 7 turnovers. 7 turnovers is something he definitely has to get better. Think about this. He had 7 turnovers, so did the entire Knicks Gaming team. But of course... It was not meant to be. As far as the Knicks are concerned, solid game from I am Adam. 12 points, 12 assists for the double-double. And that is it for game number one. Game number two, we have Mavs Gaming taking on Warriors Gaming. Game could definitely aptly be titled A Tale of Two Halves. I would say Shakespeare would be proud. Now, you look at, we talk about how important it was to come out of the ticket tournament coming out swinging. And the Warriors in the first half did just that. So much so that they were able to build a huge 19-point advantage going into halftime. They had scored 49 points. Think about that. They're on pace for a 98-point offensive effort. Pretty fantastic. On top of that, they were able to get a massive amount of rebounds. Really, the inside game was not there for the Mavs. On top of that, 10 first-half turnovers for the Mavs. You're on pace for 20 turnovers total. That's not how you win basketball games. Unfortunately, though, for the Warriors, it was not maybe meant to be. As the second half, things were completely different. How about this? So to start the third quarter, 20-4 to run, led by Dimes, the fantastic point guard for Mavs Gaming. And just like that, it is a two-point game as the third quarter is starting to wind down. Fourth quarter starts. It is just a five-point game. Warriors clinging on to this tiny advantage. Fast forward, minute and a half left in the game. And how about this? Mavs go on not a 20-4 run, but still a very good run. And ultimately, we're able to take the lead after a good back and forth. And with 30 seconds left, Grant Monster actually made his 2K League debut, able to give them the advantage, and that was all she wrote. Ultimately, Mavs Gaming take the win. Now, this would have actually been two, two games in a row losing if the Mavs had lost this game. They stayed out of their way and were able to finally get the win. Now, obviously, a great effort from Warriors Gaming. Warriors Gaming, of course, already in the end-of-season 
playoffs because they won the ticket tournament. As it is aptly named, they punched their ticket. Uh, look at the quarter-by-quarter quarter statistics. 22-15, to 15, Warriors lead the first. 27-15, to 15, Warriors lead the second. And then tables turned. 25-11 to 11 in the third. 19 to 12 in the fourth. So many times we talk about how the third quarter can swing things, and it did just that here. Play, <coughs> excuse me, player of the game, dimes 25 points, one rebound, 10 assists, one steal. An issue, though, of course, as we've seen in many games for dimes, seven turnovers. Hopefully, he can clean that up come postseason action. For the Warriors, very solid game from type 19 points, 13 rebounds, three assists. Five steals, two blocks, just lighting up the stat sheet. An efficient 9 of 13 from the field as well. And that's it for game number two. We move on now to Pacers Gaming taking on Knicks Gaming. So this is another instance where we look at the Knicks Gaming team and very similar to their first game of the night where they could not put together a full game. You look at what was happening in this one. Now, through the first half, uh, a pretty good matchup for both teams. And then into the third quarter, Pacers hold a three-point advantage. Now, just like that, Knicks go on a 10-4 to run, and all of a sudden, they have the lead and they have the advantage. But then, fast forward to the end of the third quarter and go into that fourth quarter, and it was like, again, the Knicks just lost it. They didn't have enough to finish the game. Ran out of gas, I guess you could say. And ultimately... Could not finish this one off. A big thing. Look at this. How did we finish this game? Uh, Yay, not gaming. Misses a three-point shot. And actually, that three-point shot was the difference ultimately in the game. And how about this? Knicks gaming basically eliminated at this point from playoff contention. Not surprising. And they're one of a few teams that look to be eliminated this week in the matchups that are just too far back and cannot, unfortunately, make up the ground necessary to make it. Final score, 50-47. Pacers do take it. Just three points. This ended up being a pretty good game. We talk about this every week, but if you missed any of these great matchups, make sure you check them out on Twitch, YouTube. They have highlights, full games. You can do anything you want. You could also check out 2kleague.mba.com if you wanted to take a look at things such as box score, statistics, players that are playing well, league leaders, things like that. For this game, though, player of the game, got to give it to of Pacers Gaming, Ramo. 23 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, a single turnover. Fantastic game from him. For Knicks Gaming, unfortunately, the losers in this one, Idris Degoat, 18 points, 15 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, just a single turnover. Lots to like from him, but ultimately not enough as they do fall. Next game on the list, we have Celtics Crossover Gaming taking on Warriors Gaming. And this ultimately is a game we won't talk about much as it was one of the worst performances we have ever seen in a 2K League matchup. The big thing that we want to point out, now the Warriors have already solidified their postseason, their birth into the postseason, I should say. But that doesn't mean you should just give up. What they've done, though, is they're trying to experiment a little bit. And let me tell you this, this experiment blew up in their faces. What they ended up doing is they took out type, put in Chiquita, and honestly, it did not go well. The final score in this game, how about this, 92-44, to Warriors are more than doubled up. That is not a joke. That is actually what ended up happening. I mean, that's that's just that's just huge. And again, we're not blaming Chiquita by any means. Uh, but when you take out arguably your best player for anybody else, and you wonder how that's going to work out, 
let's just say it didn't work out well. 21 turnovers on the night for the team uh, compared to just eight for Celtics crossover. 15 of 27 from the three-point line, just 8 of 23 for the Warriors. Your player of the game, OFAB, 27 points, 12 assists, 2 steals, just 3 turnovers. Looking across the way at Warriors Gaming, uh, who jumps off the page but none other than, I would say, Jin. 14 points, 7 rebounds, just a single turnover, 1 steal. But honestly, not much to write home about for the Warriors as they lose and uh, they go 1-1 and so far on the week. Lastly, on night number one, we have Wizards District Gaming taking on Cavs Legion GC. Shakespeare would call this game a tale of two halves. First half, Wizards were solid, up 31-20 to at the halftime buzzer. But in that second half, it was almost like you saw even more from the Wizards. Uh, the final score, actually, in this game, we're going to say that now just to kind of give some text to the actual game. 57-49 is the final score, but I don't know that it tells the entire story. You look at that first half, and you saw the Wizards up by 11, but I would say they struggled a bit, five turnovers. There were definitely things that they didn't do as successfully as they did in that second half, and ultimately, we talk about the importance every week of turnovers and not, obviously, you got to value the basketball is the bottom line. And that's one thing the Wizards did. How about this? In that fourth quarter, zero turnovers. On top of that, they were crazy efficient on the offensive end. Just too much for the Cavs Legion to stop. And ultimately, again, they do win the game. If you look at the specifics, by the way, we talk about the importance uh, not only of not turning the ball over, but of course, in the third quarter, you definitely see changes. And Wizards District actually lost that third quarter by six points, but they were so effective in that fourth quarter, it didn't even matter. Ultimately, they won three of the quarters in this game to win the final. Looking at Wizards District, the player of the game got to give the nod to Gilly. 14 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, stuff in the stat sheet with that double-double. Over on the Cavs Legion side of things, very solid effort from all hail Trey, although just a single three-pointer in this one. 21 points, though, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a single turnover. That does it for night number one. Moving on to night number two and game number one, we have Wizards District at it again, taking on Pacers Gaming. This ended up being one of the best matchups we saw on the weekend's games. Wizards, of course, looking to take the momentum from that last win and hopefully find a way to beat a very good Pacers gaming team. Now, early on in this one, Pacers were solid. And one thing that they did was they wanted to get the ball to their best player, Ramo. On top of that, they needed more than more than Ramo because what the Wizards planned on in this game, they figure, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop Ramo. And if we can stop Ramo, we're going to force other players to have to do something. And the problem with that strategy is it doesn't always work if the rest of the team is able to show up. And they did, at least in the first half anyways. 35-25 to 25 was the Pacers' lead at halftime. And a big part of that was how dominant they were on the defensive end. Wolf specifically was fantastic. And, and ultimately, that first half was the Pacers team we'd like to see all the time. Very similar to the Wizards. The Wizards from the game before is the team we'd like to see all the time. And this is a good example of consistency really rearing its ugly head at times as both of these teams, I would argue, struggle from the same problem. In that second half, the Pacers were a completely different team. Same with the Wizards. Wizards definitely were playing 
a better game in the second half, but ultimately I think the real issue was the Pacers playing a worse game, and you really saw that. Forced up shots. They made a lot of bad decisions in that second half, and ultimately, how about this? In the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, Wizards were able to take a lead. Not a joke. They found a way to fight back from the halftime double-digit deficit. A big part of that, of course, was Ramo for the Pacers really struggled. And we talked about how good the defense was from the Wizards. Second half, more of the same. Had some double teams, forced up some bad shots. And that was really the difference in terms of them being able to come back. But unfortunately, the problem with comebacks is you waste a lot of effort trying to come back, and then you can't hold on to the lead, which was the case here. Ultimately, Pacers able to hang on. And a close one, 57-55 is the final score. That's, I mean, a lot closer, I think, than the Pacers really saw it going. And and, and that ended up being uh, the difference in this one was, again, like we talked about, consistency. And I would say long-term, if the Pacers are going to be good, you can't play half by half. You need to have a complete game. I mean, you know, that's really what it's going to be. Uh, we talk about how the Wizards, by the way, looking over at their side of the ball, they were down by 10 points at halftime. And, and you wonder what it was going to take to get them back in the game. Uh, Reese to God was fantastic, was able to uh, finish with 24 points. You got some uh, a few nice uh, three-point shots from a, some other players on the team. So it was, it was a really good thing. And how about this? 18-11 was the advantage in the third quarter. So they were able to get it to within three points going into the fourth quarter. We talk every game about how important it is to come out of halftime swinging. Pacers did not do that, and the Wizards did. But unfortunately, again, consistency we talk about that and they didn't have it in the fourth quarter the Wizards uh you know Cinderella story was over at that point and ultimately they had some bad decision making very similar to the Pacers but you know what when you're the Pacers and you have bad decision making that's a little less costly when you already have the lead again final score Pacers win this one 57 to 55 for Pacers gaming we take a look at none other than Lord Bezos and his double-double, he's going to get the player of the game nod from me. 10 points, 14 rebounds, 1 assist, and that's right, 0 turnovers. Over on the other side of the ball, for Wizards District, we give the nod to Reese God, 24 points to lead all scorers in this one. On top of that, he had 3 assists, a steal, a block, and just 2 turnovers. 4 of 7 from 3, 10 of 15 from the field overall, very efficient. And that is all she wrote on that game. Two more games to go on night number two of week nine. Here we go. We have Kingsguard Gaming and Lakers Gaming. This is a game we're not going to spend a ton of time on. And the reason is the inverse of scoring. You had a final score. Not a joke. Kingsguard Gaming win this one 74-47. Now, Lakers, no one expected them to win this game. And ultimately, they just haven't been able to be very competitive on the season. Uh, by losing this game, they moved to 2-10. and 10. Kingsguard Gaming moves to 9-4. and four. Kingsguard, of course, are one of the best teams in the league. There's no shock that you have a blowout in a game where you have the best taking on one of the worst. And actually, second worst uh, by, by all standards as far as the Lakers are concerned. How about the first half? 38-19. So literally doubling up their opponent were the Kings. A uh, big part of that... They had good efforts from Yusuf Scarbs, who was very, very solid. Now, uh, some other players that jumped in. BP was absolutely fantastic. Ball-like seam was able to dominate. You just had too many players that were able to put on fantastic efforts. On top of that, you had really, really good defense from players like Zaki. So a complete game all around. And ultimately, actually, there's no player of the game. We're going to give it a team of the game. 
That's right. We're going to give team of the game nod to the Kings as a whole. There was just so much to like from them. Looking over at the Lakers side of things, you know, you get a blowout like this. There's not much to talk about generally, but Moody was pretty solid. 10 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, just one foul. Five turnovers is not ideal, but 100% from the field. You'll definitely take that every game of the week. Final game of the night, then, we have Celtics crossover taking on Mavs Gaming. And what apparently is going to be a trend this week, Celtics crossover absolutely blow out Mavs Gaming. Talk about start to finish winning. The only quarter that the Mavs were even competitive in was the third. 21-13 in the first, 23-10 in the second. They did, again, Mavs won that third quarter 17-15, but again, lose it in the fourth, 22-18. This was definitely a huge uh, blowout victory and a really, really solid win. Let's not pretend the Mavs are a bad team. Mavs are one of the best teams in the league. Celtics crossover uh, with this win moved to 6-5. and five. Mavs gaming 11-2. Let that sink in. Just two losses on the season. So an absolutely stellar performance uh, top to bottom from Celtics crossover. I definitely thought going into this game we'd have a pretty good matchup. This one did not go the way we expected. And with this win, Celtics jump to five straight wins. So Mavs coming to this game as the best team in the league. But wow, Celtics are on fire right now. So much to like about what they were able to do. And they were able to do it in this game on both ends. Look at that first quarter. They came out just dominating on offense and defense. The Mavs just had nothing. They had no answer as far as trying to get a stop on the defensive end. And again... On the offensive end, the Celtics were fantastic, uh, able to stop the Mavs on that offensive end. Mel East was really able to just stop Dimes in his tracks. No better way to show that, by the way, than the second straight game for Dimes of seven turnovers. That's right, seven turnovers. Now, Dimes was efficient, 8 of 12 from the field, which is really good to see. You'll take that, but those seven turnovers, just so costly, especially only eight assists. That assist to turnover ratio is nothing to write home about. We will give a nod to OFAB of Celtics. Player of the game, 23 points, 2 rebounds, 13 assists, 2 steals, and 5 turnovers. Obviously, the 5 turnovers is not ideal. 8 of 17, not necessarily the efficiency you want. But that 5 of 9 from 3, we'll take that all day long. Again, your final score, Celtics win 81-58. to And that's all we have for night number 2 of week number 9. We move into the final six matchups now of week number nine slate. First game of night three, we have Blazer 5 Gaming taking on Jazz Gaming. These are two teams in two different places. You have Jazz Gaming coming into this game right around 500. Blazer 5 on the other end of it, only a single loss on the season. Now, Blazer 5 came out to a very nice advantage. 20-9 was their advantage after the first quarter. Very, very efficient from the field. And a big part of that was Mama, I'm that man, 11 points in the first quarter alone. Again, though, let's not discount teams. They find ways to fight back in the 2K League, and Jazz Gaming did just that. Little by little, over quarters two and three, we talk about the importance of runs. They did just that. And going into the fourth quarter, they were down by just four points. Now, jumping into that fourth quarter, and you had a great back and forth, and all of a sudden, Jazz Gaming able to take a lead, or actually almost take a lead, I should say, as they were able to get a three-point shot from, yeah, I compete, tie game at 51 points. But what do we say about comebacks? 
Sometimes you just don't have enough in the tank to finish it off, and this was a good example of that. They tied the game, but they never actually took the lead, and ultimately, Blazer 5 do end up winning. They go on a little bit of a run to finish this one off. Final score is 63-59. to Blazer 5 end up beating the Jazz. Uh, a couple things to note of this game. Lottie, who was recently traded for by Jazz Gaming, Lottie jumped in. He is normally a point guard. Some other teams have tried uh, moving guys around, tried different lineup combinations, and I think that probably ultimately hurt them just a little bit, but he was able to uh, have the tie for the lead in points for his team with 14, so credit Lottie playing a position he does not normally play. Normally a point guard, they used him at small forward. Taking a look at Blazer 5, we're going to give the player of the game nod to Mama I'm That Man, 26 points, a rebound, 8 assists, although that's 6 turnovers. Definitely not ideal, but pretty solid, all, all things considered, for Jazz Gaming. Uh, a few guys played uh, decent games, but Rhea is the one we're going to highlight. 14 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, just 2 turnovers, 6 of 12, and 2 of 6 from 3. Again, your final score in this one, Blazer 5, 63, Jazz Gaming, 59. Next game, we have Laser Lakers Gaming taking on Bucks Gaming. Honestly, we're not going to spend too much time on this one because much like a lot of the Laker games, this wasn't competitive at all. Actually, the final score. Now, by the way, the Bucks just over 500, but are able to jump now to 7-5 on the season. Lakers gaming, of course, dropped to 2-11 on the year. Final score in this one, Bucks take it 77-32. Really, really struggled. As far as the Bucks were concerned, they were able to do exactly what they wanted on both ends of the court. Very, very solid on defense, letting up just two points in the first quarter. But also, they were able to score at will as far as the offensive end was concerned. Uh, one guy we want to highlight, of course, is Chatty Nick. He has been switched over to point guard recently. And in this game, he really dominated 21 points and four of six from the three-point line. You had, obviously, players such as Plondo and A-Rooks are always going to get the job done for the most part night in and night out. And so you talk about adding another guy to the mix as far as production is concerned, and it's no shock this one was a blowout. We talk about only scoring two points in the first quarter, also six turnovers. Put, let that sink in. Two points, six turnovers for the Lakers in that first quarter. How are you going to win a basketball game when that is how you start off? Looking at the rest of the game, how about this fourth quarter? Just seven points for the Lakers, 20-7. to seven. I mean, the closest they came was in quarter two, 16 to 13, but still uh, a dominant overall performance from top to bottom, actually. And we're going to give it very similar to what we have in the past. This is no player of the game. This is a team of the game for Bucks Gaming. Absolutely dominated from start to finish. For the Lakers, unfortunately, there's just nothing to write home about. In fact, we're not going to highlight anyone, although we will highlight one person, but not for a positive. Vert, five points, a rebound, six assists, two steals, 13 turnovers. Literally 13 turnovers. I don't know what else to say, but Vert, you got to get better. There's no letting that happen. You're never going to win a basketball game when your point guard does not take care of the basketball. And that was all she wrote in that contest. Next up, we have a much more competitive game that we'll dive into, and that's Heat Check Gaming taking on Nets GC. All right, so this game, we had, again, a very close one. An interesting match start to finish. Uh, one of the big things to watch for, we don't see this too often, but one thing that really hurt, we'll just say one of these teams, not to give it away as we break it down, one of these teams was definitely hurt by fouls. Now, coming to this game, Nets Gaming sitting at 500. Heat check, of course, a uh, number of games back from that. It just not just has not been their season. 
And on top of that, Hechek coming to this game losing five straight games. So both these teams really have to win if they're going to find a way to make it into the postseason. Now the Nets, of course, really were able to show off exactly why you want to make sure you scout teams. And what thing I'll watch for is defense. And you looked at the Nets squad and they were able to find a way to be effective on Hotshot. Uh, that's a big part of it. Hotshot, just one of those players that dominates in the paint. Lots of things to like about his game, but you really saw some good defense from the Nets, able to hold him down at least a little bit. Uh, one guy in particular, uh, Nate Cal, uh, was very good as far as small forward. He is a slashing defender build and a, a very good game, able to get a number of steals and play some solid defense. In the second and third quarters, uh, a big part of what the Nets were able to do was just play an overall team concept game and actually were able to keep that up and do just enough to, to keep it close, or at least I should say to keep that lead going into the fourth quarter. In that fourth quarter, Heat really tried to put a push into uh, one last effort. They wanted to find a way to make it a little closer. Would they have enough? And unfortunately, no, they did not. The Heat were able to find a way to stave off a comeback and ultimately win a pretty close matchup. 71-66 is your final Nets GC taking out Heat Check Gaming. Kind of a breakdown of how this game ended up playing out. Uh, what really hurt Heatcheck, by the way, we talked about the defense of Nets GC, and you saw that, again, in that second and third quarter, 21 combined points in the second and third quarters. That's actually less points than they had in quarter four and in quarter one. If Heatcheck were able to be consistent, they might have found a way to win this one. You look at the Nets, not only were they pretty fairly consistent, no real huge dips in quarters, but they built on it. 16 in the first, 18 in the second. A slight dip in the third to 17, but then 20 in the fourth, consistency wins you, ba wins you basketball games. This one was no different. We did kind of mention fouls. How about this? He checked 17 fouls. 17 fouls. That is not a joke. That actually happened. 17 fouls for Heatcheck Gaming. Only six for Nets GC. A much more standard game from them. Player of the game, by the way, goes to Wavy. 30 points, 9 assists, 1 steal, just 4 turnovers. Very efficient, 10 of 15 from the field, and 4 of 6 from 3. On the heat check side of things, Hotshot, despite the fact that they put on a pretty good defensive effort, was still solid. 23 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. 5 fouls, though, 4 turnovers. That was not ideal. Again, heat check fall. Nets take it 71-66 to 66 is your final. Next up, we have Pistons GT taking on Jazz Gaming. This is a game that was very much a mixed bag for both teams. You had Pistons having one of the best games they've had all season, while the Jazz, on the opposite side of things, put on a pretty good game. But here's the deal. When you're the Pistons and you have a single win on the season, you come into this game and you have nothing to lose. But as far as the Jazz are concerned, they have everything to lose because there's a good chance that if they lose any more games this season, they are not going to make the postseason. And so you look at that, at both teams' perspectives, and you expect a, a game that could end up being lopsided, but ultimately the Pistons fought in this one. And the Jazz, not that they had a bad game, they were led by Lottie, which right now you're looking at that team and saying, great trade for them because two games in, I think he's been very impressive, especially given he has moved from point guard to the small forward position. Other guys that stepped up in this game for the Jazz are the game the guys you'd normally expect, Compete and Rhea. Now, as far as the Pistons are concerned, a big 
thanks to Splash King, if you're a Pistons fan, who was absolutely fantastic, actually had the most points he's ever scored in a 2K League game, 30 points, 14 of 20 overall shooting, which was very, very impressive. On top of that, they actually won the assist battle. They actually had more steals, not a lot of fouls committed, but you know what? The difference being we talk about how important it is to get assists, which they did, but we also talk about the importance of not turning the basketball over, and they did that too. And so, you know, looking statistically, you watch this game, and it's kind of a head-scratcher because they lose by 12 points, which is quite a bit. But again, here's what hurts the Pistons. When your best effort is still a 12-point loss, that tells us everything we need to know about your season. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to Rhea for the Jazz. 16 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, and just 3 turnovers. For the Pistons, Splash King, fantastic performance. 30 points on 14 of 20, as we talked about. He added in a rebound, 4 assists, 4 steals, and a block. Just 2 turnovers. Very nice job from him. Kind of an interesting statistic. Uh, 1 of 5 only from from the free throw line for the Pistons. You don't see that too often. Look across the way, Jazz, 2 of 2. Not that it would have made the difference, but you now you're talking seven points instead of 12. Ultimately, the Jazz, I think, have something to worry about. I will be shocked if they find a way to make the playoffs. you got to be better than this when you're playing the worst team in the league. You're going to have tougher matchups uh, coming up in the final weeks of the season. I don't think the, the Jazz are going to have enough to finish off uh, and make it to the postseason. Both these teams come into this game with very similar records, so you would expect it to be a very close matchup. But there were lots of issues as far as both teams were concerned. I thought Nets came in with a fantastic game plan. That's something we've started to see from the Nets. I think scouting-wise and just planning-wise, they are one of the best in the league. Now, after this game, uh, they do jump to 7-5, and five, and Bucks drop to 7-6 and six because, unfortunately, Again, the Nets were definitely the better team. You look talk about on defense, they were absolutely fantastic. They were able to shut out, uh, you know, we talked about how they were able to shut out Hot Shot earlier, uh, actually earlier in this week. But then you look at how they were able to stop the Bucks as well. You know, the Bucks had a nice win earlier in the night, but they, they were playing a really terrible team. And now you have uh, the Nets, a much better opponent, and the Nets were by far the best team. Then you talk about some of the players for the Bucks. You're hoping that A-Rooks gets the job done. But ultimately, defense was the big difference maker. On top of that, um, you know, we, we talked about how it's important for uh, depth guys to be able to do stuff. Chatty Nick had that nice game earlier, and he, almost, he did almost nothing in this game. He was not efficient. A-Rooks, only 17 points. I mean, not efficient as well. So you're talking about guys that normally get the job done. Just did not have it in this one. And certain teams are able to overcome poor performances from a, uh, you know, a player or two. But honestly, the Bucks as a whole just were not prepared for this game like you would hope. Plondo with a nice 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, just a single turnover. But that's not enough. You need other guys to step up, and you just did not get it. How about this? RSG with just two points. You had Chatty Nick with just nine after he had that great performance. Slay Island, only four points. That's, that's rough. That's not how you win games. Across the board, though, how about this? Four out of five players for the Nets got into double digits. Shockey was the only player that didn't. But how about this stat line? Two points, seven rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block, just a single turnover. He only took one shot. So it's not like he was taking a lot of shots and missing them. That's how you win basketball games right there. Uh, only 10 turnovers. 15 assists and 9 steals. Uh, across the way for the Bucks, 
Very similar numbers, but they did lose the assist battle. Player of the game for the Nets, got to give it to Lav. 30 points to lead all scorers. 11 of 19 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3. Surprisingly, no other statistics. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, fouls, none of that. Just two turnovers to go with that 30 points. Solid effort from him. Again, final score, 69-52. to 52. Nets GC takes out Bucks Gaming. Kind of a weird thing. The Bucks in quarters 1, 2, and 3, 11 points, 11 points, and 11 points. And also in the first quarter, Nets GC with 11 points. Kind of a goofy deal there, uh, but ultimately... Uh, it doesn't really matter as Nets GC win this one pretty convincingly. Last game of the night, and last game, I should say, of week number nine, we have Pistons GT taking on Blazer 5 Gaming, which you come into this one, Pistons GT, worst team in the league. You would definitely expect a dominating perfor- performance from Blazer 5. I think the theme for this game would be just enough, as that's how I feel the Blazer 5 ended up actually uh, taking this one. Uh, A good example of that would be they're only up by four points going into the fourth quarter. And the theme of the night, what has that been? Consistency, finishing out games. And Pistons are last in the league for a reason. They put up a pretty good three quarters, but in the fourth, they were definitely outmatched. It looked like they just didn't have enough to finish strong. Those are probably very fortunate, though, I would say, in this game to be playing the worst team in the league because if you aren't able to put up a good solid four quarters, I think that's going to hurt you against some of the better teams in the league, whether you're playing a team like the Mavs, a team like the Pacers, some of these other top-tier teams, uh, the Celtics. There's a lot of good teams out there. Blazer 5 are going to have to do better, but just enough also, in this case, got Blazer 5 as the second team to make it into the playoffs. Mavs, despite playing very, very well this season, are not in the playoffs yet. They are not a lock. The only two teams that you have locked in are going to be the Warriors, who won the ticket tournament, and Blazer 5. Final score in this one, again, 67-55. Blazer 5 end up taking it. I would say, sometimes we talk about how the score isn't indicative of how the game went. I would actually say that uh, 12 points is uh, is pretty much the perfect summary of how this game went for both teams Uh, for the Pistons you know solid game from Dev Goss 18 points one rebound nine assists just three turnovers but he didn't seem to have a full game in him solid three quarters but the fourth quarter it just didn't seem to be there as much for the Blazer five gonna give the player of the game nod to Mama I'm that man 20 points one rebound 13 assists a steal one foul but seven turnovers Again, not your best game, Blazer 5, but when are you supposed to have your worst game or one of your worst games on the season? When you're playing a team that is very much overmatched, and that is exactly what they did. Again, just enough. After the Week 9 performances, let's take a look at the standings. Who's in and who is already out? Uh, Lastly, of course, we talked about them. Pistons GT. They are last in the league, 21st. They have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. 1-12 and is their record. We do have two other teams, though, that are eliminated from postseason contention. You have Lakers Gaming as well as Knicks Gaming. Lakers Gaming 2-11 on the season. Knicks Gaming 2-10. At 18, you have Heat Check Gaming. You also have Hawks Talon GC at 17, both with four wins, although Heat Check eight losses. Neither team is eliminated, but it is a long shot at best. 16, you have Wizards District Gaming, 5-7 on the season. 15, you have T-Wolves Gaming, 5-6, and six, very much a mixed bag. A lot of it was their slow start and things like Hood and their coaching change. Lots to watch for from T-Wolves Gaming. Had a bye week this week. Next up, you have Grizz Gaming at 5-6. and six. 
You also have Raptors Uprising at 5-6. and six. All of those teams still technically in the hunt. Then you have Jazz Gaming at number 12 at 6-6. Six and 7-6, six. and six, a number of teams. Uh, we'll start with the first one. You have Cavs Legion at 11, Warriors Gaming at 10th. They obviously have clinched a playoff berth, and that is because they won the ticket tournament. Bucks Gaming next at 7-6 and six at number 9. Magic Gaming up next, 6-5 and five on the season. They are at number 8. Seventh, you have Celtics crossover playing some of the best basketball of anyone right now on a big winning streak. At six, you have Nets GC really doing a great job on the season, whether it's scouting, taking care of business on the court. Lots to like about their chances. 76ers come in at five at seven and four. Pacers, eight and four on the season at four. You have Kings Guard, nine and four on the season. And then you have the two other teams that are at the top of the board and have actually clinched playoff berths. That is the Mavs Gaming at 11 and two at number two. And you have Blazer 5 Gaming, 12 and one on the season. And they are sitting at number one. All right, so we're going to end this week's episode taking a look at a couple things the games to come, as well as the leaders on the season. We'll start off with points. Mama, I'm that man leading the way. With points, 23.4 for Blazer 5 Gaming. You have in a close second, though, OFAB at 23. For rebounds, the man, the myth, the legend, Arsenal, 14.5, leads the way for rebounds. Close second, though, Goofy757 of Knicks Gaming at 14.4. Assists, OFAB is the leader in the clubhouse, 12.9 assists per game. For Celtics crossover, Mama, I'm that man, second with 11.2. No one else in the league is in double digits per game. For steals, you got a lot of guys that are pretty close, but the two top guys, Breadwinner is first with 3.3. God of 2K from Cavs Legion is at number two. For blocks, not a big difference in between any of these top five players, so we'll go over all of them. Tied at 1.9, you have Yusuf Scarbs from Kingsguard Gaming and Type from Warriors Gaming. Plondo in a close third at 1.7. Rhea at 1.6 for Jazz Gaming. And no autographs, Celtics crossover at 1.5. How about the leaders as far as shooting percentage? We look at the top of the board with King Cam Royalty from Magic at 77.3. Pete B. Ballin from the Mavs, same exact statistic sitting at 2. Nate Cal for the Nets, 73.2. And then it rounds out with Goofy757 at 72.9. And Shockey from Nets GC, 71.6%. We rounded out with the three-point leaders and how about this? Uh, recently grabbed player Lottie uh, with Jazz Gaming leads the way 71.9%. And actually, no one else is in the 70s. But number two, you do have Yusuf Scarbs. Kingsguard Gaming, 68.2%. Let's take a look at the matchups for week number 10. Make some predictions. We'll see how things go for teams coming into that week. And you have a strong start in week 10 matchups. How about this? Kingsguard Gaming taking on Warriors Gaming Squad. Two very good teams. Warriors, I would say, definitely a little bit less. And the Kings playing some of their best basketball. I got to take the Kings in this one. And I think they actually win it by double digits. Next up, you have Grizz Gaming taking on 76ers GC. I don't think this game's going to be ultimately all that close. Grizz Gaming is just not consistent enough. 76ers playing some good basketball. I do think 76ers win this one. Next up, you have Warriors taking on T-Wolves Gaming. And unfortunately, sorry, Warriors, but you don't have as much to play for as the T-Wolves. And that's a team that is just trying to hang on to a possible playoff berth. And I'm going to give it to T-Wolves Gaming in a close matchup. 76ers then taking on a Hawks Talon. This could be a pretty good matchup. 
Ultimately, I do think the 76ers move on to 2-0 on the day and on the week, and they win a close one over Hawks' talent. One of the best matchups of night number one, T-Wolves taking on Kingsguard Gaming is the last matchup here on night one and week number 10 as we look ahead. By the way, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the the NBA 2K League show. Your source for all things NBA 2K League and the video game NBA 2K. Taking a look here, by the way, predictions. I'm going to have to go with a close win. Ultimately, you know, I'm from Minnesota. I'm going to have to give them the nod, although it's going to be tough. T-Wolves Gaming are going to inch this one out. Next up, we have night number two. Starts off with Celtics crossover taking on Raptors GC. Honestly, I think Celtics win this one running away. No offense to the Raptors, but Celtics are playing such good basketball right now, looking to keep that win streak alive, and I think they do that against Raptors GC. You then have Tox Talon taking on Magic Gaming. Uh, This is really a a game that I think could be pretty competitive from two teams that are not out of contention yet. Who will be the victor? Ultimately, I'm going to go Magic Gaming. Blazer 5 taking on Grizz Gaming. I think Blazer 5 are a team that need to get things corrected just in terms of you need to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Again, they have one loss on the season. I get that. But I want them to come in and just absolutely dominate the Grizzlies start to finish. And that's exactly what I think they're going to do. Blazer 5 are going to win this one by a lot. Last game of night number two, Jazz taking on Raptors. For some reason, I'm just feeling the Jazz. No specifics, but that seems like a game they're going to find a way to win to stay in contention. Jazz win a close one over Raptors Uprising GC. I will say this, though. Raptors playing their second game of the night. If they lose their first one to Celtics, they really want to find a way to win this one. So it would not shock me if it went the other way. But I do pick the Jazz right now. First game of night number three, you have Mavs Gaming taking on Magic Gaming. This one is not going to be that close. Mavs looking to right the ship, and they will do so, winning this one by double digits. Cavs Legion taking on Bucks Gaming. Both teams... are not consistent mixed bag all the way around and I will say this my prediction is going to go the way of the Bucks who find a way to squeak out a close victory over the Cavs then the game of the week we will highlight this of course and lots to talk about you will not want to miss this one in week number 10 you have Blazer 5 gaming taking on Mavs gaming both teams have so much to play for who will be the victor this is going to be a close matchup but ultimately, I do think Blazer 5 take it. I'd actually kind of like to see Mavs win this one just because they need a little bit of revenge. they got to find a way to show that they're in that upper echelon and beat the Blazer 5 gaming. I do think they come up a little short, though. Next, you have Bucks taking on the Jazz. This is going to be a very close matchup, I think. Ultimately, though, I do think Bucks gaming takes it. Jazz gaming just going to not have enough left. Last game of the Week 10 schedule, you have Celtics crossover taking on Cavs, Legion, GC. This is a game that I don't think is going to be all relatively close. Celtics continue their dominance. They continue their win streak, and they win running away against Cavs, Legion, GC. And that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA 2K League Show. Make sure if you list, if you missed any portion of this on Dash Radio that you find us anywhere that great radio shows are found in podcast form. That's going to be Spotify, Stitcher, Podient, iTunes, and anywhere else. We promise you're definitely going to want to subscribe. And, of course, leave us a rating and a review. And until next week, keep it 2,000.